Welcome to another edition of the Travel Calumet Original Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Sins, and with me today is Polly Rowland from Polly's Pumpkin Patch here in Calumet County. Polly, welcome to the program. Hi, good morning, Rick. Thanks for being here. Maybe you could start out by just giving uh, all of our listeners uh, your, your personal background on, on, on sure. you and what Polly's is all about. Sure. Well, uh, Polly's Pumpkin Patch has been open for 20 years now. This year will be 21. Last year we had our 20th anniversary. Okay. That was in all our right. corn maze. And I'll just uh, my personal background was... Uh, I moved here with my husband, Gary Jockham, to the family farm um, like 21 years ago, and I was an ER nurse here in Chilton for, I don't know, 15, 16 years and 40 years altogether, and I retired three years ago. Yay! Mm. (laughs) Uh, I have a lot more time now to concentrate on other things. Right now, my parents are living with us. They're in their 90s, so that's taken some of my time. But um, the farm has been in the Juckum family since, I had to look this up to make sure, 1889 was when Gary's great-grandfather bought it. Mm -hmm. And so then it went to his grandpa, his dad, and now him. So four generations have owned it. Um, we have our few farm animals. They're just our pets and stuff. We have horses, donkeys, lots of chickens, some ducks. We have our two dogs, lots of barn cats, and some steers. And um, other than that, we do our pumpkins, our corn maize, and we do some cash crops too. So 20 plus years now mm-hmm. coming yep. up this year. And can you maybe let listeners when what your season is, what your typical open dates are? Sure. We've actually slowed down a little bit as we're getting older. Um, We do not do strawberries anymore. Okay. Um, We quit doing that. Last year was our first year we did not do that. It just took many different reasons, but it took too much of our time. Um, So right now we're still doing, uh, we bring in Michigan blueberries. Our blueberry grower in Michigan actually suddenly died last year. So we're not exactly sure if we had need to find a new grower or what, but we're going to have blueberries this year. Um, we do quite a quite a big business with those, and we just have them come in, and we take orders, and we sell them. So it, it that's good. Um, we do have a sunflower field last year with no rain. We had no germination, so we weren't able to have it last year, but... Uh, we had it two years before that, and it went over really well. So we're planning on doing that again if Mother Nature cooperates. And that's usually the end of July, maybe into August, and they don't last very long. They only last good for about 10 days. So we might have two fields where we plant one and then plant another one a couple weeks later so that we can have it go for maybe two to three weeks instead of 10 days. We'll see how that goes. But then our um, our big time is September and October. We open um, middle of September through October 31st when we have our 15-acre corn maze and our pumpkin patch and play area and all of our stuff. So has I have to ask the question, has anybody ever gotten lost inside the corn maze? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> and I've spent lots of time going to find them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Is it one of those, it, the corn maze is obviously a draw. Yes. I, I mean, uh, yes. And is it is it one of those things that um, people uh, give you ideas for what the corn maze will be? 
How does that work? The design of it as you decide that? We'll listen, but we usually come up with our own plan. Um, We typically have it be kind of fun, and we want it to be fun for kids and adults. We've done uh, Packers, Wisconsin, um, all sorts of things. We did um, Travel Wisconsin one time. we did aliens one year. That was really okay. cool. We had a spaceship beaming up a cow. But oh, we do okay. like to have fun animals in there like dancing cows or pigs or chickens or whatever. It's just kind of fun. And we do know what our theme is for this year. We don't have it kind of mapped out yet, but it's going to be exciting. It has something to do with something that's going on in Wisconsin. Okay. And I mean, listeners will have to pay attention and pay, keep paying attention to the podcast. Right. I'm sure we'll give you an I, update at I some point. I can't announce it for sure yet, okay. but I think it's going to be pretty cool. Okay. Um, we, we like to have something unique. Um, we actually have a lot of people who go to corn mazes all over the state. And that's just something fun they like to do, and they get very serious about it. And there's a game to play where you have to find all these check. Well, you don't have to, where you look for checkpoints. And there's a lot of people who will not leave until they find them all. And some people are so good at it, they can be out of there in 45 minutes. And other people are never find them. <laughs> well, it sounds like a, it's a big undertaking. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I ask how long it takes to actually, once you have your plan in place, how long does it take to actually... Cut everything correctly? Sure. And... Well, we hire a company, and okay. um, it is Precision Mazes out of Missouri. Rob Stouffer owns it. He's a super nice guy, and he's very helpful. We come up with a theme and maybe tell him kind of what we want. If we want dancing cows in there, we'll tell him that. And he goes from there and draws it up, all up, plans it. If we don't like it, we tell him what we want changed, and he, he makes it till it we love it. And um, then he will come and cut it. And so the corn maze is planted. It's planted north and south and east and west, so there's no rows in it. So it's thicker. And he comes and cuts it. And usually, um, I'm not sure how many miles of path are in there, but there's a lot, like several miles. Okay. And um, he will... He, he has lots of mazes all over the United States, so he has to plan when he's coming, and he keeps track of when we plant and how tall the corn is and what the weather's doing. And one year he did come, it was pretty muddy, and the corn was only two inches, but that's when he had to get here. Um, but typically it's about, I don't know, 6 to 12 inches high, and he cuts the paths in using GPS, and he's told me it's accurate to within an inch. So he even has points in there that are, like, perfect. And um, he might be there all day. Okay. <laughs> he usually usually comes at the end of a day, comes and kind of maps it all out with his computer, and then he'll be there early in the morning and finish it before it gets dark. Sometimes he's been out there at dark, but mm-hmm. it usually takes a whole day to get it done. And how many people go through the corn maze in a typical year, would you say, estimate? Uh, 20,000. Wow. 15 okay. to 20,000. Okay. So you have that happening at Polly's, uh-huh. and I know that's just one of the many things happening uh-huh. there. Can you maybe talk to the listeners a little bit more about the pumpkin patch itself and, and what you do around that? Sure. 
Um, the pumpkin patch is, uh, I want to say maybe 10 acres, eight acres. It's big. And um, how our property is situated, it's longer than wider. So the pumpkin patch is always way back behind, like maybe a half a mile to a mile behind the barn and farmyard. So we only allow people to go out on the wagon ride because it is so far. And some people don't like that, but that's how we do it. And um, But you get to bring your... It's a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to bring your pumpkins back on the wagon. You don't have to carry them. Um, you can stay out there as long as you want, really. And um, and actually, we grow probably 40, at least 40 different varieties. Okay. And that includes, there may be eight different varieties of big orange pumpkins. So some are very round, some are tall and skinny, some are ribbed, some aren't, but... Um, we have pink ones, blue ones, yellow ones, spotted ones, bumpy ones, all sorts of different ones, mm-hmm. white ones. And uh, it's a lot of fun once they start turning, start producing the pumpkins and start turning colors. And you're like, oh, here's the white ones. Okay, here's the Cinderella's. And it's fun to walk around out there. Mm-hmm. And you have pumpkin fest every every year every season is that is that the right name or we, do you call it or? we don't call it anything like that and okay. maybe we should we always talk about having some extra special thing on a weekend and that's something that we're we're plan actually we have some employees coming tonight and we're going to talk about stuff tonight okay so um, that was one thing that we're going to talk about tonight we just have a lot of fun and october's usually busier than september because i think it's getting closer to halloween with all the pumpkins mm-hmm. and stuff usually september's maybe a little too hot to go out in the corn maze this past year the rain just killed us mm-hmm. but we haven't had a rainy season in several years so we've we've lucked out without the rain and this year even though we did have rainy days it never got so wet that that the mud was horrible mm-hmm. and so we lucked out on that but we did have a lot of rainy days okay so you're obviously in your downtime right now mm-hmm. this, we're talking uh, for listeners this is january i believe fourth today or fifth fifth actually yeah, yeah. january fifth mm-hmm. and so you mentioned, you kind of alluded to it earlier with your meeting with your, your staff mm-hmm. tonight. Yep. Um, what other things do you do in the off season? Mm-hmm. And then maybe we'll pick up what, what you've got kind of on yep. the horizon for this coming uh, season. Ordering seeds. Uh, we go through the catalogs and we have last year's list of what we got. And sometimes we're like, oh, we didn't really like this pumpkin or it didn't produce very well or didn't sell very well. So we remember which ones we don't want. And then there's always new ones. So ordering seeds is always a um, big thing. We order from two companies. We have one company's completely ordered. The other one we just haven't done yet. We need to do that. Um, so we'll get together on that. And we do plant um, like the Indian corn. We have um, squash. We just have lots of stuff and you have to rotate crops just like a regular farmer would rotate corn and beans and wheat or whatever we we have to do that too and our corn maze uh, we can't move it too awfully far we can move it 
a little bit to the east and a little bit to the west, which we do. And we do have an agronomist, a local agronomist who is excellent and he helps us and uh, make sure that the corn is still doing well, even though it's not rotated. So we have, we have to do a lot of the things that regular farmers do also to make sure that their crop succeeds. But um, just planning everything, even thinking about new things we could have in our play area or new ways of of doing things. Somebody wanted to have a birthday party. One thing we want to think about is maybe should we offer them a package and what would that package involve and so forth. Mm -hmm. So just lots of planning and, and thinking about new ways to do things or better ways to do things. And then you have the care of the animals, of yep. course, all of the off season yep. as well mm-hmm. as during the regular season yep. as well. So, okay, you, you, you go through that, you get your plans laid, laid out, you've got everything all set and you open for business and what kind of things do you do earlier in the season than later in the season that people should want to really come on on mm-hmm. seed instead of just waiting until October or September? Well, um, because we don't have strawberries anymore, the blueberries would be our first thing. And I'll tell you, they're Michigan blueberries. They're fantastic. We offer them by a five-pound or ten-pound flat, or they can even just come in and buy a quart. Um but we sell a lot of them, and everybody's very happy with them. They freeze wonderful. And so if you're a bear, blueberry lo- lover, remember us and get some ordered. But um, our sunflower field, this would be, like I said earlier, last year's we had no germination because of no rain. Mm-hmm. So this will be our third year with the sunflower. So we're still learning on that. Okay. And... Um, we are actually going to uh, go to uh, WADA, Wisconsin Agritourism mm-hmm. Association, is having a um, conference, and we're going to go to that, and maybe we can learn a little bit more there. Um, but we're also doing some online things with sunflowers and stuff and other okay. growers. So um, we want to offer uh, photographer sessions with that where only photographers can come in. We're going to offer more evening uh, viewing hours because at first we didn't really know that a lot of photographers wanted to come later in the day uh, because of the sun. So we had a lot of learning there. And so that's another thing we got to talk about is our hours and um, planning with that. Uh, for the fall season, plan on coming. It's going to be lots of fun. Okay. And you'll keep us posted yep. in hours and everything? Yep. So. I post a lot on Facebook once we get open. Yeah. And your website address is? Polly'sPumpkinPatch.com. Okay. And we also have a, a spot on the TravelCalumet.com yep. website as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so feel free to check uh, out us and or Polly's website for more information as you need it. You've been in you've been in business now 20, almost 20, well, yep. 21 years yep. this year. Um, what kind of things have you seen that from people like visiting? Or where are they from? Are they just all local people from Calumet County, Fox Cities, or is it beyond that? I have to say they're mostly from farther away. We do have a lot, obviously, local people come. But, geez, Green Bay, Appleton, Fond du Lac, we're the only corn maze right here around this area. There are a lot of other corn mazes around, but... Um, I think we're the only local one. Uh, a lot of people people have pumpkins. We have a lot of different kind of pumpkins. But, I mean, people will have foreign exchange students. And we've had a couple of high schools that had um, 
foreign exchange students, like a whole group of them, like 15 or 20 from, I think, Germany they were. And I think we've had one from France. So we get a lot of foreign exchange students. And when people have relatives come, we're one of the places that they come mm-hmm. when, when they're coming to visit. Mm-hmm. So we get them from all over. Okay. Um, what would you tell people if they wanted to spend the day there? How to prepare to, to be there? I mean, sunscreen, is that one thing? Yeah, yeah things definitely like uh, insect spray, good shoes. We have a lot of people who come in flip-flops and then go out and okay. walk in the maze for two hours, and it doesn't work as well. But I would wear some good shoes and obviously prepare for if it looks like it's going to rain or if it's going to be cold and windy, um, especially the kids. We do a lot of school groups with kids. Um Make sure they have coats and, and mittens and hats on. That's one thing that I think parents need to think ahead on. And um, it's windy a lot at our place. It's just always windy. So if it's cool, but it's sunny, you maybe not need that coat. But if you go in the shade and you're in the wind, you're going to need that coat. So I think, you know, just plan ahead on the reasonable things and um, if it starts to rain, we do have some shelters. We have our store. Um, our store we haven't really talked about, but we do, we make our own apple cider and pumpkin donuts. Apple cider, I will make apple cider donuts every day. Even during the week, we're not as busy, um, but I will still make some, even if it's a smaller amount. We only do the pumpkin on the weekend because that's when we're busier. Um, we have some lots of local products. We have local honey. I do do pies always on the weekend, sometimes during the week. But you can pre-order pies and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, on the weekend, we serve lunch. And we, um, we have hamburgers, hot dogs, grilled cheese. Um, we did have gyros a couple years ago. Okay. We're thinking of bringing it back. We need to think about that. That's another planning thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people liked it, so that's a possibility we might be bringing that back. But that's on the weekends, and that food does go over very well. And in the fall, they'll be there all day. They'll come first thing in the morning, and they won't leave till 4 o'clock. If you have that crystal ball, you can go back in time. What would you tell your past self? what to do differently or things that you've learned <laughs> from the process over the years of providing a really a premier, a premier destination place um, in Gallimac County? Try stuff, but don't try too much at once. Introduce one or two things and don't spend a whole bunch of money on something and then it doesn't go over. So I, I think go a little bit slower. Don't jump into big things and see what people like. Talking to other places businesses and stuff and seeing what goes over well with them really does help and if you were going to plan a day uh what would you recommend to people the thinking of coming to kelly mccowney as a tourist destination i get that all the time mm-hmm. and i tell them uh, about ledgeview park um it's real close to us so i always recommend that um heritage orchard um all, all the places that are in this visitor's guide, we have these at the store. And so there's a map in here, and I'll even tell people how to get there. You know, um, if they're going from us to Heritage Orchard, I'll tell them exactly how to get there. Show them on the map. Um, all the places in town, Hildes, Verns, we, we recommend them all. Hennings Cheese, it's not Calumet County, but it's close. And 
restaurants, people always ask, where can we go to eat? So um, I have my little list in my head of where's close and where's maybe on their way home to Green Bay or Appleton and know where to tell them to stop. Travel Guide, we've mentioned this morning here, is available uh, on our website at travelcalumet.com if you want to click on the Visitor's Guide button. Uh, there's a link there on that page where you can go ahead and, and uh, click to get a copy of it. Uh, also under the Resources tab on our page. And Polly, if maybe you could let listeners know how they can get a hold of you with questions or if they want to have a tour and then the website mm-hmm. where they can learn more about your, your facility. Sure. Um, two pretty easy ways. Facebook's an easy way. Just uh, go to my page, Polly's Pumpkin Patch, and do a message. And I answer those I look right now, I usually only look once a day, but when we're open, I check it several times a day and can answer you right there. If you're not on Facebook, you can go to our website. There's a contact us page and that would be like an email and then I can email back and forth or the phone call. Um, Phone numbers on both Facebook and the website, but it's uh, 920-849-4819. Thank you so much for uh, coming in yeah, today thanks, and, and doing the podcast with us here. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if uh, listeners are interested in, in hearing more podcasts, you can go to uh, the Travel uh, Calumet original podcast page um, and on our website at travelcalumet.com. Uh, thank you again for, for being here this morning, and thank you listeners for listening to our podcast. Uh, we've had some real um, growth in, in audience, and we really appreciate that, and uh, would encourage you to keep listening and shoot me ideas of things you want to hear more about here in Calumet County's travel world.